Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number six of Witty Banter. I am Sace. Sace. I am your host, Chase Williams. And then right here to my left is the ever so pleasant Hunter Dorset. So pleasant indeed. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Dorset, hey, everybody. How are you doing? They're probably doing well, considering today is fucking Halloween. Halloween, Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween to you, sir. Dude, it's also my mom's birthday. Did no you know way. That? Yeah. Okay. The season of the witch. <laughs> the witch is in. You calling your mom a witch? Dude, my mom's a witch and she knows it. Okay. She loves it. She as long as she rocks it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The witch is in. How's your, uh, how's your Halloween week been? What do you got planned for the weekend? Uh, it, it's good. I got, I got my hardest test of the semester out of the way, like. This Wednesday. So now I can kind of just goof yeah. off at least for a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, just shit around. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, I'm I'm going to have a house rager tonight at my place. Mm-hmm. Halloween, you fucking must wear a costume. Yeah. If you don't wear a costume, you're not in. Goddamn blowout. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. What about you, man? Well, Monday I went to the House of Torment with – Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with my, um, my apartment complex they were putting it on. And I was a little disappointed – because <laughs> apparently this haunted house has been featured on like the Travel Channel and shit. Oh, okay, like shit. it's a very famous one, and they got like three different houses, and the like the sets and the production of it all was outstanding. Yeah, right? I think that I remember you telling me that part at least. Yeah, and like the costumes of the actors and shit was like spot on. But, like, it was still your just very generic haunted house experience. You yeah. just walk in a line and people, uh, and Maybe then, Maybe it's time for you to make your way on over to that Dallas, like, 13th oh, floor dear. one where, like, if you get to the end, it's free. Well, I think the ones that actually would, like, scare me shitless are the ones where they try to separate, separate you, you by yeah, yourself from your group. Yeah. Because that's the thing is, like, if, if you're not the uh, first one going through the house – you're good. Yeah, you're you're, you're fucking cush because you get to see <laughs> you get to see everything that's gonna come uh, coming at you. you yeah, know? but they had three houses, man. They had one. The first house was the best one, and it was like a slaughterhouse looking mm-hmm. area, and they had like all these crazos. They had these like fake bodies with that are all like disemboweled over bathtubs and shit. Ew. It was yeah. It was kind of <laughs> yucky. And um, but then the second one was like a tribal themed. And I thought that was a really good idea because I think the idea of like say you get lost in the woods and some and random some band of there, like dude. Indians just like <laughs> decide that they're going to sacrifice you they're that like, terrifies we me. need an American's blood to sacrifice <laughs> yeah. to grow American the culture. seed of the wisdom tree. <laughs> Let's get races. <laughs> and then the final house was uh, was actually pretty cool. It was like a maze, mm. so the whole thing was a maze, and it was like hillbilly themed. Hillbilly. It was like crazy inbred hillbillies in there. Oh, okay. With like uh, chainsaws and the works. Okay. And like crazy pigs. But they had some like, dude, they had some props that were like 12 feet tall. Okay. And giant spiders and it was eerie. What, hey, so what, what's your costume going to be this weekend? I'm going to be a motherfucking ninja. Yeah. Uh, which is totally in line with, like, how we grew up, you know? Like, we, <laughs> we just wanted to be ninjas all the fucking time. <laughs> Dude, we even, like, we at one point we were going to make a ninja movie at your were house. Were we really? You remember that? No. We filmed scenes for a ninja movie all night one time. Oh yeah, yeah. Backyard. <laughs> yeah. the backyard. I remember man. that shit, dude. Was Riley with us? Uh, I was like, I know you, me, and Cole were there for sure. I don't know if anybody else was there. <laughs> That's dope, that, more people had to have been there. That's awesome. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be like a kind of like an undead ninja, I think. So throwing the undead uh, little spice on there always yeah, makes it more Halloween esque. I've got so far. I either like I started out 
not really knowing what the fuck I wanted to be. I was like, maybe I'll be like a Viking or something, but that's just generic and stupid. It's only, I mean, it's only as generic and stupid as you make it out to be. Well, I guess I'm just generic and stupid (laughs) because I didn't have any cool ideas for it. And then I was just like, maybe I'll wear my suit and be like James Bond. I thought about that too, Yeah, but I couldn't pull it off. Yeah, and like, I think a lot of people do that. Because I, yeah. I, I actually pitched that idea to a couple people like, oh, I'm going to do the same thing. And I'm just like, well, I'm not doing <laughs> well, that fuck shit. fuck that. So as of right now, I have my uh, chef's coat from Hubble and Hudson. And I got two ideas. I'm either going to wear like an Iron Man mask and put on like oven mitts and put the little like blasters on them and be Iron Chef <laughs> like the TV show. Uh-huh. Or wear my Master Chief's helmet and be Master Chef. What if you uh... – <laughs> What if you were just the chef from Sesame Street? Oh, my God, dude. That would be hilarious. I'd have to go buy, like, two wigs for eyebrows, and then I'd be set. Just two mustaches. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, the theme, as always, we review a beer. Yes, sir. What alcoholic beverage are we reviewing today? Today we are checking out Brooklyn uh, Brewery's Oktoberfest. And is is it a lager? What is it? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Who fucking knows? I just know it's an Oktoberfest beer. It is a lager. It is 5.5% alcohol by volume. Sweet. So This is kind of volume. like our last chance, too, for Oktoberfest. Like I was telling <laughs> Hunter, it's like the 31st. This is it. And considering I didn't get to drink as much Oktoberfest beer as I wanted to, I was like, yeah, we got we to gotta buy this. And on top of that, I have had... Um, Brooklyn's like I can't remember what it was called like Brooklyn Bridge Ale or something like that. Mm-hmm. I had it at work, and it was delicious. And it sold a shitload too. So I figured <laughs> that they they probably know what they're doing. Okay, so right. looking at the original, just the color, nice and nice and orangey. Yeah, dude, this actually looks straight up pumpkin colored. Yeah, it's... that actually gets me excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Not um, much of a header on there. Very mm-hmm. well filtered. Yeah, filtered. You can see right through it. Smell. How's it smell? Oh, dude, it smells good. Yeah, it does. A lot of spice uh, in there. Some paprika, maybe. I can't really, I can't really put a, a name on the spice though. Like always, nutmeg. Maybe. Anybody who's actually listened to this podcast knows, like, knows well, Hunter's just... fucking worthless when it comes to the aromatics of the beer. I think we both kind of blow sunshine out our ass a lot of time on this. Like, this tastes a lot like bananas. I'm getting a lot of bananas. I said popcorn at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's this new hop that they just uh, they just released the popcorn hop. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go in for for taste number one. Okay, me too. That's delicious. Okay, I really like that. I'm okay with it. I think what is it's really smooth. First of all, mm-hmm. goes down really easy, really drinkable. The initial flavor, there's not much hop. Yeah, to it or at all. I don't taste any hops. Um. I feel like most of the most of the punch is in the aftertaste. Yeah, I think it all comes in the aftertaste. Like mm-hmm. the very first, um, your first sip is just like a little pumpkiny, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And then the last is like almost everything that you you smelled is now in your fucking palate. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's yeah. good though. It's I like smooth it. Smooth as hell. Drinkable. Ready for a good sesh. Yeah, we've been looking for another session beer to replace the sawtooth. It's been a tough one to find. We had a good session last time, but. I don't think that was the beers doing. You know? <laughs> I think it was just I think, us being. <laughs> I think it was just the hooliganism. 
But hey, actually, uh, this week is um, Beer Week in Austin. What does that mean? There's been like tons of celebrations going on at all the different breweries around Austin. Really? Yeah, and I actually went to one this last weekend. Um, I went to Five One Two Brewery's fifth anniversary party. Yeah, dude. Dude, it was fucking outstanding. Really? In fact, me and Greg, and me especially, I had probably the best weekend I've ever had in Austin last really? weekend. Yeah, it was okay. incredible. So Friday night we went to Sixth Street. And that's why, you know, we bought, like, a shitload of just pregame beer. Thursday night, yeah, we had gone and seen Nick. Yeah, Thursday night was the band. You know, we had Nick on the podcast, which mm-hmm. was fucking, fucking outstanding. Dope. Until four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I dude, class the next day was brutal. Mm-hmm. So then Friday, I um, we went down to 6th Street, and it's already, like, that pre-Halloween buzz. So you had some people in costumes, and yeah. they had, like, I don't know if they do this every weekend. Do they always close off the street? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you know, every every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's so fucking dope. Dude, fucking that's, 6th Street. That's is so shit. cool. They, they're like, let's make it party worthy. Yeah. So, totally, no yeah. cars are going to kill our vibe. Yeah. So, me and Greg, we got like, we got really drunk and we were just being hooligans. We went up to anybody and everybody just talking, having a good time. We ended up Hitting meeting on them. Yeah, we met <laughs> we met up with this like big group of girls that we ended up sticking with for the rest of the night. Oh, really? I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah, dude. We, okay. had, we had some good times, man. There was some sliz going around. Was, what is that? <laughs> you mean? make out with some sliz. <laughs> some sliz. Some slish. And uh so then Saturday we woke up hung over his balls. <laughs> and you know how fucking Greg is, the most extreme human being on the planet. He's like, "Let's go run." I'm like, Greg, you got to give me a minute. Let's go run now. I'm like, all right. He's like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so we hit, we did like a six mile run, got all the beer out of us, mm-hmm. went and had fucking brunch at that place called Walton's on 6th Street, which was delicious. Mm-hmm. Then went to the brewery where they had like every beer that they make on tap. They had this giant pumpkin. This thing would probably held like 40 gallons. And it was, uh, it was, they filled it with beer and they tapped it. Dude. It was dope. Was it, and you could like, I guess you could probably just taste the pumpkin like mm-hmm. on the beer. You walked, it was like a porter. It was yeah. dark as shit. And dude, and they had all these cheeses out too. And it was some of the best cheese I'd ever had. <laughs> the uh, music was outstanding. Some of the best blues I've heard in a while. It yeah. Was... I felt stupid saying no when you invited me, but I, it was just that kind of experience where like, I knew that from Sunday to Wednesday night, yeah. I was just going to be in fucking study mode. Yeah. So I was like, I just have to do absolutely nothing today. <laughs> well, I think I, I can't ever like. There's some people who don't see the greatness and just sitting on your ass for a day. Oh yeah. And I'm like, really dude, important that can sometimes. be like the best day ever, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna it's peaceful. Dude. Yeah, I'm gonna plant right here and eat junk food and watch TV, and it's gonna be great. And football too, dude. Oh, Saturday yeah. football, dude. We have a first home game in it's a been, month, dude. Over a month. I can't believe how long it's been. Dude, it's Honestly, retarded. pisses me off. It's ridiculous. I feel like I haven't been to a football game in a year, dude. Imagine me like, like senior year tailgates. Yeah, every single one is precious, right? right. Because oh, like you're yeah, getting no. closer to to the end. I guess it's different for me because I have a whole another year. Mm-hmm. But like everybody that's in my pledge class is oh, graduating yeah, this year. They're just like coming closer to crying <laughs> that, rather than raging because they're like, oh my god, like I'm about to be done. Just gotta, that's why they're like, why do the seniors always just? They're like fucking animals and retarded. Like you don't understand. They're savoring it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They're trying to like not remember it, but like totally remember. Dude, it. and the weather's gonna be outstanding. I hope so. I mean, shit, we it's got the... It's been on and off. Texas has just been shitting on us at its dis- discretion. Well, last night was honestly one of the worst storms I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was intense, Like, I had dude. the window open, 
And there's a building probably two blocks away, and I couldn't see the top of it. The rain was coming down so hard. Damn. And the, uh, the lightning woke me up like several times throughout the night. Because mm. one, because of just the, the sound of it. Two, it would light my room up. It was like a <laughs> disco in here, man. <laughs> but at least we're, we're getting a cool front, and I think the high on Saturday is like 73. Bullshit. Yeah, dude. It's going to be sick. Okay. Yeah, last night my buddy just like went and sat out under our uh, porta cashier where all of our cars pull up. Yeah. And uh, he just went and sat out there and just chilled and listened to the rain. Listen to the rain, oh, dude. That's it's the best. It really man. is pretty cool. Yeah, nature's awesome. All right, so we're going to jump right in. We are. We have uh, we got nine items on the news list today. Um, a lot of movie related items. Okay, that's fine with me. But, you know. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and get, get started. This is Witty Banter. So number one, this is reported on by Verge.com. Steam now has more active users than Xbox Live has members. Yep, They are clocking in at 65 million active users. That is a 30% increase over last year. A 30% one-year increase? 30%, dude. dude. That is monumental. I know. 65 million active users? Every day. And and they're um I think that is compared to Xbox Live's forty eight million members. So they're kicking the shit they're out of them. It's not blowing them away. Jeez. And PS Plus has even less members than Xbox Live. So. I would only imagine. Um, the most played game on Steam is Dota Two, with five hundred thousand unique daily players. Wow. There there is a five hundred thousand player player base yeah. on that shit um what is do you know what dota, dota is? i can't you know i don't know what the uh it stands for i know like dota as a name i know what it is but i don't know what each little acronym, it's an acronym it's, it's an acronym okay okay i didn't know um it's 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 a style of game that's gotten like hugely popular essentially you start every round off with a character who mm-hmm. start who starts at level one and you level them up by killing like computer controlled like goblins and shit mm-hmm. until you're powerful enough to go over to the other side and kill them. And dude, they just had a like other players, other shit? players, yeah, and they're doing okay. the same thing. That's, from my understanding, I haven't cool. played it. So like, if you're better at powering up quicker, then you'll probably yes. go. Fuck it's them. like the most ridiculous. Some of the strategy they just had a um, a championship in L. A. Like three weeks ago, and like 10 million people showed up for it. It was a huge deal, dude. <laughs> is that like a is that a, a roundabout number? Or is that no, like dude. I think number? that it was like they took it all from um, like hotel bookings and people like just ticket sales for coming to participate in the event. Jesus, yeah, it was nuts. Uh, Steam has been up and running now for ten years. Wow. Which kind of blows my mind. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But, I mean... Literally hadn't even heard them until this podcast. Right? I think Xbox Live is somewhere around that, though, also. I mean, Xbox Live started with um, Xbox One, or the first Xbox. So. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. EA, ha- EA has predicted the launch numbers for both PS4 and Xbox One as far as sales. During a financial call, the publisher made a guess that the consoles will sell a combined 10 million units by March 2014. And what kind of like irks me is they don't they don't give specificity to like their projections. If like, if this if like Xbox will have four million or PS4 mm-hmm. will have six, which I wish they would. I really do think Xbox is going to get beat out of the gate. Are they like even are they even experts on saying who like? How yeah um, that kind of shit? I mean, aren't they kind of? Spe- it, didn't, it didn't say what they used to guess that, but considering they're like one of the industry's biggest publishers, 
And the I'm, worst company in the world. The worst company in America. <laughs> I'd say they're they're pretty much in the know. Um, EA also plans to release five next-gen games within the launch window of the console. Are you familiar with a, what a launch window is? No. So, like, launch games, that doesn't just mean... They're like when you say launch games, you can be referring to games that are day one available yeah, for the console, the and then there's the launch window, which is typically like a four to five month period mm. where that game is considered a launch game. Okay, you know? so they have five uh, next gen launch games ready. They've got FIFA 14, Battlefield 4, which you can already get both of those on Xbox 360, and uh, you can just pay up ten dollars to get the new one. Madden 25, which I'm pretty sure is out as well. NBA Live 14 and Need for Speed Rivals. Mm-hmm. And honestly, none of those really pique my interest. I might get Battlefield 4 because I'm a huge Battlefield 3 fan, but... Battlefield 4, I saw a commercial for it. It's, it's being put on all the consoles, right? Yeah, that's not so, exclusive. So, like... How many how many games do you think there are going to be that are actually just like exclusive console based? And why would they do that? Well, it's typically not that many, and it's just well, like I wouldn't think so. Yeah, because you're limiting your yeah your install your market. Base. Yeah, but it's just you know if if Microsoft or or Sony comes at you and they say we want to make your game exclusive, that probably means that they're going to pay for all the advertising. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna do a lot for you, you know, and they might just give you money for it yeah um call of duty ghost mm-hmm. that's an xbox one exclusive right it is not what see they and said xbox one exclusive they they, they like, probably on xbox exactly they dude games do that shit they make it look like it is destiny is the same way with ps uh ps3 and ps4 up. it is fucked up i mean not really it's, i mean it's like a great business strategy yeah, but like i don't know it's, it's just, pretty it's much leading yeah it's very misleading i think that you have to get an xbox one to play that game Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what they want, man. That's exactly what they want. That's like when I was telling you, like, uh, Bunge- or Destiny gets announced at the Sony conference. And everybody's just like, well, I'll probably, I'm probably going to get a PS4 so I can play Destiny. And I'm like, you can play that on both of them. You know? Do you think that – okay, so Titanfall is an Xbox One exclusive, right? Yeah. Do you think that there's going to be, like, a power hitter that has as much influence for a PS4 exclusive? I think it's possible. Um What's really interesting about Titanfall is it's a brand new IP. You know, it's it's a whole new game, a new idea. It's not a sequel or anything. It's mm-hmm. brand fucking yeah. new. And yeah. I think what a lot what has what has a lot of cachet with Sony gamers is their long-standing um franchises. Mm-hmm. Like I think a like balls out like Final Fantasy game. Yeah, could make people Dude, buy next gen Final Fantasy yeah. would be like basically real life because they already got <laughs> they got Final Fantasy thirteen <laughs> Lightning Returns I think is what it's called it's ridiculous I don't even know what's going on with it I'm pretty sure that yeah that's for both consoles but like there's that but yeah I mean anything could come around where we could see it I mean and just be like fuck I have to play that you yeah. know I mean look at The Last of Us I literally bought a PlayStation three so I could play that game but Titanfall is a launch game right. Launch window. A launch window. March 11th. So, but as of right now, you haven't seen any PS4 exclusive launch window games. That they have like Infamous toe-to-toe. Second Son, which, um, that Infamous is a long-running franchise for PlayStation 3. Infamous 1 and 2, they're both, they're both open-world games. They're incredibly popular. They're supposed to be a lot of fun. I've never played them. And honestly, I don't really think I'm very into open-world games. Okay. Even though I love Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Um... 
And a lot of people are really excited about that. It's a very pretty game. I mean, it's next gen. And then you've got Killzone Shadowfall, which is a launch day game. And that's okay. a shooter. And that's the Killzone series. And that game looks beautiful. It really does. It's um, it, it's very obvious that it's on a next-gen console. You know? But you would take Titanfall over all those, wouldn't you? Oh, easily. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Without like, a doubt. What are we going to go toe-to-toe with it? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like, what was... Can you think of a game that rivaled, you know, like Halo, Halo? you know? I can't believe that uh, Halo wasn't, like, ever on PlayStation. It's just that deal, man. It's just that, that cash cow. Bungie, yeah. yeah. I mean, and what's funny is uh, Sony has, like, probably 10... I think they have 11 studios that they own that make exclusive games for them. But if you were to... If you take, like, their top five best-selling exclusives... And combine the sales, they don't come close to what the Xbox exclusives make. Hmm. Where like Xbox doesn't have a lot of exclusives. They've got Fable, Gears of War, Halo, Forza, but those like literally murder it. They slay. Yeah. They make millions yeah, yeah, yeah. every fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you think that do you think that like Halo's gonna keep trying to go in this next gen? Yeah. I mean Halo five, the tra- the trailer was announced in E three. I, I really do think Halo is becoming a lot less relevant, though. Yeah, it's and I like, think how long can you really cash that? Like, I think the the biggest indicator is the fact that like no one plays the multiplayer. Dude, what they fucking should do is make that movie and then launch another movie, uh, launch another game like right after. Dude, they kind of had that strategy for four. For four, they had a ten episode web series that came on every week on YouTube that was. Brought to you. It's not enough. I feel like. Oh dude. no, it's not at all. But they did that in preparation, and then at the Microsoft Xbox One um, reveal conference back in May or whenever it was, mm-hmm. uh, Steven Spielberg was on there talking about how he's he is producing a Halo TV show. But what? we have literally not heard an ounce of information about it since then. Steven Spielberg. Producing. Leaked that he was going to produce not, a Halo series. Not leaked, announced. Like announced he was, that he was going to do a Halo series. When was this? Uh, like in May. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then we. I, I thought close. you were saying this was like years ago. No, I was like, nah. what the fuck, yeah. Spielberg? And it's. Not, I don't think he's going to really have a big hand in it. Like as a producer, it's probably just like, here's my money. And Be surprised, dude. I know, yeah. You can have a lot of, like, he kind of can control the direction of it. I just don't know how much you will. Like, and, when Christopher Nolan did the Superman movie, like, it was heavily influenced by Christopher Nolan. You mean the last like, one? Yeah. Well, and in what ways? I, just the style, the stylization of the movie itself. Yeah, but Chris Snyder is a very stylized director. I have, I do not know much about him. I'll admit that. I mean, that. you saw 300. Yes. You saw The Watchmen. I didn't. You I saw the, the I saw the, the end of The Watchmen. Did you see um, Sucker Punch? No. Yeah. He, okay. Well, if he did that, then he's very stylized. Yeah, he's very stylized. Yeah, but like, it wasn't like that. Like, Superman wasn't like that. It wasn't. It had its own feel. It had a very like. I'm gonna say it this way. It had a very blue feel. I really like the fact that the Superman was so like pure. I fucking so love that movie, dude. <laughs> I stand by it. I whenever, loved that. Whenever movie. we were talking about like how Marvel has been killing it and how mm-hmm. DC's just been on the sidelines. I listened back to that podcast and I was like, dude, we should have brought up Superman because that movie was fucking raw. That movie was fucking sick, dude. It, and if anything, it made me want to watch a Dragon Ball Z. Yes. <laughs> dude, the way that they like zoomed across the yeah. freaking screen were like super quick. That oh lady, when she jumped up yeah. on that jet. And she just, kicked ass. That was dude. badass, dude. Can I see the tarp? Yes, here's the tarp. Um, 
But they're also like, you know how Marvel's got Avengers? I'm pretty sure that they have a Justice League in the works. I think they're trying yeah, to do they the do. same thing. Well, they have uh, Batman versus Superman. Yes. Which sounds dumb just by the title. <laughs> it really does. Which is like, dude, are you fucking serious, man? Yeah. Like, the two coolest superheroes are going to get pissed off and fight each other? I think they kind of come head to head to head a lot of times in the book. Because it's though. just that like, Batman's so motherfucking smart, right? Yeah. And He's Superman's like... He's a even, gullible even, baby. Well... Superman. Superman's supposed to have in, intellectual, you know, superiority to like the average. In Max person, Scott's sure. words, Superman is a baby back bitch. <laughs> so, dude, he was the flip flopper between Goku and Superman whenever we were uh, broaching <laughs> that fight. That's true. He, was, he went back and forth. He's the devil's advocate. I was always a Goku dude. I don't know. It's still that's still a tough one to call. It is. <laughs> that's why the that's why the controversy that's rages why the on. Rages, yeah. Seriously, That's the perfect... go online, type Goku vs. Superman, and just watch the forums that pop up and the nerds with, the like, rage. all of their, yeah, all of their knowledge. Their citations. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I'll be damned if you're gonna sit here and throw that shit in my face. Instantaneous transmission <laughs> on your ass. Yeah. All right, um, so that, that was a nice little tangent we just yeah, went on. a little digression. Number three. After heated salary and casting debates, it seems that an Entourage movie is ready uh-huh, to yeah. be made and move ahead. Have you watched Entourage? I haven't, man. Dude, it's good. I man. heard it's, it's such a bro show. Yeah, dude, Mark Wahlberg produced it. You know, it's got to be. Is a he bro in show. it or does he just produce yeah, it? He produced. Oh, okay, see, I thought he was in it. He might have like a cameo on one episode or something. Right? Yeah, he's see, because I I got really excited because I thought he was in it and I was like, I fucking love everything that guy does. But it's if he's re- producing, it's really cool because um, it really shows you like. From an actor's point of view, like a really well-known, high-up actor that has job opportunities, but it's kind of like it's almost like movie to movie as far as how he's living his life yeah. with the paychecks he's getting. Yeah. So like, you'll you, you'll get you know somebody that wants you to do this movie, and you're like, like I could do this and make a lot of money, but like I don't think I'm going to be very good at this. I'm not <laughs> passionate about it. Yeah. So it's really interesting seeing that side of the industry. But I know that that show has a lot of fans, and it's supposed to be just fucking hilarious. It's it's really fucking good. Yeah. So the show the show's creator and director tweeted that things are ready to go this last week. So and they have just a plethora, a fucking litany of hot girls on that show. Oh, it is unbelievable. Sloane. <laughs> oh, her name in real life is like Emmanuel. Oh, of course. So hot, dude. She's so unbelievable. Stick a fork in me. <laughs> okay. Um, number four. Halo Spartan Assault has officially been announced for Xbox 360 and Xbox One. There you go, Halo. This comes as literally a surprise to no one. Okay. <laughs> so Halo Spartan Assault was a game that was made exclusively for Windows 8, Windows Phone, and Surface. Oh my god. So, as you can probably imagine, no actual sales figures <laughs> have been released, but it probably sold like 15 copies. Yeah. And you know what sucks? Bless their hearts for trying to do this, because the game looks awesome. Okay, what it is, it's a top-down twin-stick shooter. Okay. All right? And you've played a twin-stick shooter. It's Geometry Wars. You move with, oh, move okay. with the left, shoot in a radial so direction like a on the right. View yeah. Okay. You got a bird's eye view. I don't mind that. That's cool, right? Mm-hmm. You got a bird's eye view of like either Master Chief of a Spartan, and you're just, it's all in the Halo universe, all the vehicles, all the weapons, and you're just blowing shit up and going crazy. It looks fun as fuck, is dude. It, is it like, uh, is it supposed to be interactive with other people, or? I think it's single player. Okay. Do you... I don't quote me, though. Okay. Because I'm just wondering like how realistic it can look from a bird's eye view. 
I mean, a lot of times bird's eye view can make things look even more gorgeous because you don't have to worry about such small details. Yeah. You know, you can just make it, I don't know. But, yeah, like I said, the game looks awesome. And so I get why they tried to make it an exclusive for all their Windows stuff. But yeah. I'm like, I, you think I'm about to go blow 800 bucks on a Surface so I can play <laughs> Spartan Assault? No, I know that shit's coming to Xbox at some point in time. I just don't get their marketing channel. Dude. <laughs> I just don't. I'm so, like, upset with Microsoft right now. But then I, I was, like, reading on forums and stuff. Like, I was literally researching this the other night. I was like, is PS, is PlayStation out, or is Sony, is are they out advertising Microsoft in this new launch? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, I've seen all the commercials for PlayStation 4, but uh, Microsoft is like a advertising guru. Like, yeah. they'll get their shit in gear. And I'm like, like, now is the time to get I your think, shit in gear. I think dude. they've finally done a little bit better of a job. I don't know if you've seen the commercial, but it starts out, this guy's in a business meeting. And one of the Titans from Titanfalls busts in and, like, extends his hand. And the guy, like, turns around and, like, gets in. <laughs> and they basically go from, like, game – like, little scenarios game to game where people are – or, yeah, then it's FIFA. And it's, like, one so of – So the same thing as what Sony's been doing with, it, like, the – It's such a perfect Yeah, game. those are hilarious, though, dude. <laughs> those, are, those are great, too. But with – and then, like, also in Microsoft's, it's got, like, um, like a pro soccer player, and he's, like, about to kick a free goal, and instead he stops and points at a guy in the crowd, and he's like, you, you come do it. No! Which is good, but honestly, it doesn't come close to Xbox 360's original marketing. I don't know if you remember, they had a commercial. I think their uh, – the slogan was Play Together, mm-hmm. and it was, like, this town in, like, Spain or something, and they had, like, uh, 300 people in a water balloon fight. <laughs> like on the tops of buildings in the streets everywhere raining water balloons and not only did it did you watch it and think to yourself i would literally pay an arm and a leg to be in that yeah. but you're like that's a great commercial play yeah. together you know absolutely uh, yeah but i think i think uh, sony's commercials do beat the shit out of it and like i told like we're the uh the commercial where it's like both taco bell and yeah, playstation taco bell, yeah and see, that's honestly, I've been asking myself a lot since last week. Last week, uh, I was watching that commercial with Hunter, and it's where Taco Bell's like, come eat Taco Bell and get the PlayStation 4 first. But that's at the end of the commercial. At the beginning, it's just like a battlefield that's yeah. been done, and it looks very much just like a straight PlayStation 4 commercial. So, right. I, so my question is, like, who came to who first on that? Hmm, I don't really think it matters. They probably just... It's fun in, to speculate. They just throw in fifty fifty. I mean, more than likely, like how did that? Ta- more than likely, Taco arise? Bell came to Sony. And why do you say that? Because um, they know that PS4 is going to be launching, and they can probably ride the coattails of that in some way. Yeah, and they probably also know that I their clientele <laughs> are fat nerds at three a.m. I'm just, I'm just thinking that Sony was probably not in a boardroom like, hmm, let's try and find a partner to go in. With yeah, hmm, Taco Bell. Yeah, right. They've been on their game. Considering <laughs> their headquarters in, is in Japan, you know what? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, oh, I thought you meant Taco Bell. Oh no, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Taco Bell. Taco Bell is the best. <laughs> Taco Bell Taco. <laughs> Samurai word. Taco. Yeah. Like a titty up Taco. Eat your gordita crunch. Number five. I'm glad we got to talking about Titanfall because this is a Titanfall-related one. 
So Titanfall has been has been confirmed to be an exclusive for Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC for its lifetime. Okay. For its entire lifetime. Yes. So Jesus. as long as Titanfall is around, you will not be able to play it unless you're playing on Xbox 360, Xbox One, or placed or on a PC. Okay. okay. But the reason why this is a news story is because there was some confusion on the internet. There was like, does that mean the franchise or does that mean the game? And what's the difference? So here it is. And they had to, they had to clarify the franchise is not exclusive. Titanfall one, the first game. So that's they're going, going with like a Titanfall two. Titanfall two could theoretically come to PlayStation. And this is very reminiscent of mass effect. Okay. Mass effect one was an Xbox 360 exclusive. Okay. Okay. And it actually, you know, and it, it sold gangbusters. Mass Effect is a is one of the most popular series out there. It's, it's oh, just real quick side note, nerd boner. That game's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember you playing. Yeah, it. like through and through. Okay, but then Mass Effect two and three was all consoles. All right, okay. because they were like, dude, this shit's so fucking popular. Yeah, everyone likes know? it exactly. But that's like how it should be. I feel like kind of you know. I think that's how it should be for if you're a developer, you want more people to play your game. Mm-hmm. You know. And you know, money's great, but I want—I'd want everyone to. I, w- I would want it to be in everyone's like, hands. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe whenever you're launching it, have somebody like Xbox One be Get like, "I'll go in with you." Yeah, I'll go in with you for a year. But if people start really taking to our shit, it's almost like hedging your risk. You know, like yeah, if you only do it with an exclusive, uh, whenever you're first launching it, and it doesn't work out, then you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like you know, we'll do something else. But then. If you if it starts working, you're not gonna like only stay with Xbox or only stay with Sony. And honestly, with like how much hype this game has gotten, that if, if uh, Mass Effect or no, Titanfall? No, Titanfall, Titanfall, I can see it go into both. And dude, you know, fuck it, jetpack parkour, dude. That looks. I could just do that by myself. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like the game mechanics just look fun. That's what I'm saying. If like if your game is. That's almost what all all that matters to me now is like if it's fun to play and it makes sense on a controller, then like I'm gonna keep playing it, dude. That's why. Does it, does it is it boasting anything about its like campaign mode? There is no campaign. I don't like that. No, this is why you should like that though. Okay, <laughs> this game is focusing. Okay, think about this way. I just don't want to play other people and get my ass raped the well, whole time. It tough sucks. shit, man. I'm time not to, as good of a to, gamer. Time to buck up. You gotta no. learn. But here's why that's awesome, all right? Because Call of Duty, every year, you know, everyone buys that game to play the multiplayer, all right? And it has a story mode, and it's typically like this heavily scripted, over the top, six hour experience, and it's cool, but people only play it once, and then that's it. So then, if you were to take all that money and time and devote it just to the multiplayer, what people actually care about, what would that net you? And that's exactly the strategy that they've gone for. And the coolest part is even though it's a multiplayer-only game, they do a really good job at making it look like you're playing a campaign. So instead of sitting in a lobby and just waiting for players to come in and like a load screen, mm-hmm. you are in like a um, like a transport vessel and someone's briefing you on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. You show me that yeah. shit. Yeah, and dude. that's your load screen. That's fucking you know? so cool. It's so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the end of the mission, if you some real intense general just fucking yeah, barking orders at exactly. you. Exactly. And then once you're on the ground even, there'll be like a guy in a Titan who's like, You guys need to go down here, secure this, blah blah blah. And then like the second the mission starts, that's when the match starts. But like, will you ever be able to kind of just do your own thing? Like you always have to be 
in a multiplayer mode where you're trying to kill other multiplayer people? I have no idea. They I very... wish that they would kind of just give, like, you know, give a city and let you just, like, be a mech and fuck shit up in a city or, like, parkour yeah. with a jetpack in that city. They might, like, maybe have bots where you could just play computers. Yeah, like yeah, that, that would be what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to play everyone who everyone and their mom who sits online <laughs> yeah. and plays that shit and whoops my ass and laughs at me for Because that's not fun, because yeah. for me, it sucks. It's not fun. I'm like, well, these graphics are good, and I'm dead all the time. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching the respawn screen. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting barked at by this fucking general and this <laughs> helicopter. That game just looks so gorgeous. Another really cool part, back to the cinematics of it, though, is like if you're on the losing team... You have to, like, once all the play like, you've lost, all the players have to run back to, like, a um, a ship that retreats you, and okay. then you as a winner have to hunt them down and kill them before they, like, can get away. So what if they, uh, what if you, like, don't make it back to your retreat, though? And you just die like a bitch, you know, and you're super lost. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, okay, so if you have your team... Does your team lose altogether? You just keep respawning until your team loses, or do you like die a certain amount of times? And then you I don't know. Wait? That's probably just game type stuff. It's probably like certain points and all that. But like once your team has lost in some of these game types, it puts you in this like cinematic hunt these fuckers down. It would be cool if it if it had like like seven or eight different kind of retreats that you could do. Yeah, like different like scenarios. Hell off some shit. Yeah, and leave or like Dude, I'm drive telling off in a boat you, I think or that's the future of gaming is is bleeding other players into your game, and it's honestly something Dark Souls does, and it does it flawlessly. The Dark Souls is a single player game through and through. In the multiplayer, though, is like if I'm if I'm quote unquote human in the game, mm-hmm. other human players can invade me and try to kill me, and it's a um, it's an incentive to be human because like drop rates increase and yada 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 stuff like that. So you'll just be playing, and it's like the dark spirit, the Jolly Roger has invaded your world, <laughs> and you know that somewhere out there, this guy is trying to fucking kill you, yeah. you know. And so you know that's cool. Bungie's doing the same thing where they got like public events. You and I could be playing a match. And then are just playing together mm-hmm. and show up in this big open arena. And out of nowhere, like an enemy ship drops down and it starts plugging in all these other people who are playing. And you all as a team have to take it out. Yeah. Like I kind of don't like that that sort of format where like, you know, with Halo, you'd, you'd wait for like 16 people to get in your game and you yeah. go in. Yeah. And then you play against those 16 people. It seems yeah. like it'd be cool if like if I just wanted to leave, I could fucking leave and then somebody mm-hmm. else could just take my spot. Right. And come in the game. Yeah. Which is definitely where they're going with it, you know. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Okay, number six. The World of Warcraft movie has casted one of its lead actors, Travis Fimmel, who is the lead actor from the show Vikings, which I know that you have watched and you have liked. Yes, dude. It's fucking cool. And that guy is like, isn't he one of the main reasons why it's it's cool? Is he the main character? He's one of the lead roles. I wonder if he's a... Uh... What's his name, dude? I can't... I'm blanking on his name. It's something Lothbrook. Right. Dude. But yeah, he's... Dude, that show's fucking rowdy. Just because, like, <laughs> it's on the History Channel, so you know it has to have a little bit of historical basis to it. It's got a little and bit. It's highly, I had a, I had a it's prof- definitely Hollywooded out. Yeah, but. I had a professor who specialized in Viking history who ripped that show a new one one day, but I was also like, you're just jaded and cynical yeah. and mad because they took something from you, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was, like, shit that you could always speak to, and now people might know about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like that show, like, fuck you! <laughs> I went to graduate school. <laughs> I know Radiohead like creep. Like, <laughs> no, not the same thing. Dude, I love Inner Sandman. <laughs> but uh, I've really, I didn't really know 
much about this World of Warcraft movie or the fact that they're honestly really even doing one until I saw this. The movie is to be directed by Duncan Jones and written by Charles <laughs> Levitt. I don't have a clue who either I've of those heard people of Charles are. Levitt before. Really? I think so. Um, and apparently it's also been rumored that Colin Farrell is in the scopes to be a cast member. Dude, World of Warcraft movie? Yeah. Because like, they have so many like characters and stuff. Yeah, you know I mean? that's like, what's cool is like I think the possibilities for a movie would be endless, so it makes sense. Well, yeah, but but at the same time, you wonder if if they're going to be able to pull off because there's like dwarfs and goblins and yeah, all kinds of crazy shit. So you wonder, shit, like, man. dude, are they really going to be able to pull that off? I mean, I guess Lord of the Rings did a pretty good job with that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think Lord of the Rings is an exception. Like, that's an, a massive budget and a very talented cat. Dude, cast you know that World of Warcraft would have a huge budget. I hope so. Motherfuckers are obsessed with that game. Because, like, I, I mean, with that, I hope that movie does well. Uh, even if I don't really play or like World of Warcraft, like I just want more video game shit to happen and yeah. get recognized. So my, my buddy, my buddy Brett Busby, just will flat out be like, "Hey man, World of Warcraft is the best game ever made." Yeah, and he's like, he's like, it's one of those games where you just know that you can't play it because that will be all you do for like <laughs> six months. He's like, that's how good of a game it is. Yeah, it's that enthralling. I mean, I've definitely gotten that deep into other RPGs. Dude, so I bet I could, that I bet that if you started playing World of Warcraft for like four days, right. and you started really getting into it and leveling up and stuff, I bet you'd have trouble getting off. Well, that's what I'm saying too. Like the social aspect of that game is, I think it's most um, magna. What is it? Magnetic. The magnitude? Uh, I don't know. Mag magnets. Magnetic. Oh, magnetic. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I really blanked <laughs> I out like, there on that one, guys. I go to college. Um, <laughs> I think it's the most magnetic feature of it all. But, you know, just because your friends play it obviously doesn't mean you're going to play it for 10 years like some of these kids have. So it's got to be incredible. I mean, I, I really do love RPGs. And I used to think, like, you you look at the title, role-playing game, and you think, okay, because you're playing the role of somebody. But no, like, I used to think that this was exclusively for the turbo dorks, but it's something that I do really bad. Is like on Skyrim. I'll make a character, okay, mm. and I'll role play the shit out of it. Like for, I'll give you an example. I made a uh, a, a Khajiit, okay, and the Khajiit. I don't are, know. The I'm about to tell you, they're cat people. All right, they look <laughs> yeah. like they're giant cats. I remember you telling me. Yeah. About that. So I made a fucking Khajiit, and I named him Mr. Jingles. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Mr. Jingles is just the most cold blooded, ruthless murderer. Ever made because cats don't give a because cats don't give a fuck. They really don't. So I just walked around for like fifteen hours one day on like winter break and just murdered every <laughs> merchant who came in my path. Like, and I had a blast, dude. I had love. Going back to ethics it. of video games. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know when that movie's set, like slated to come out or honestly. Who announced that it. again? Uh, it's just like a news report off of IGN. I okay. don't know if it was, um, if it was like tweeted or anything or if it was off of IMDb, but. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Something to look at. Okay. Number seven, the Mortal Kombat movie reboot has suffered a major setback as Phil, as the filmmaker behind the legacy film and the web series, Kevin Tankarion, he's fucking Asian as shit. I don't know <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Has left the project. 
Um, oh, what a fucker. I know. So were, did you ever get to see the little legacy short film he made? It was like eight minutes long. It came out like three or four years ago, I think. Uh, I want to I say yes, but I didn't. They put like a real cool real world spin on all the characters it was like baraka was this crazy scientist who was like actually i did yeah, see that like mm-hmm. mutilating his body reptile had some like crazy disease and shit and they wanted scorpion to like kill someone right like, yeah he was like a they were wanting him to be an assassin for them yeah it looked really fucking cool like if that idea alone could have been made into a movie Fuck yeah. i would love to see i would it. have seen that so then he got funding to make the first season of the mortal kombat web series which came out on machinima on YouTube, and he strayed away from that realistic approach, and, like, some of the episodes were, like, half the scenes were anim- animated, and some then, like, the other half... It, basically, the, the episodes were real hit or miss. Hmm. The shit with Scorpion and Sub-Zero was actually pretty dope. Okay. They As had, always. <laughs> yeah. They had, like, Jax and shit, and he was pretty cool. And season two is actually out, all ten episodes, and you can go look at it. You can go watch it. They're only ten minutes each on YouTube. I really need to get go and do that. I heard it's a lot better. So he would, you know. So after proving his, I don't know, his merit with those, he was given the keys to make a movie reboot to finally make a new Mortal Kombat Dude, movie. Fuck yeah, man! I'm right? so on board with that. I would go see that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But he's left the project now. So kind of like the grandfather of the whole idea is gone. And so I don't really know what that means for that movie's future. It's obviously not a good thing. Uh, He did put a tweet out to try to reassure fans, and he said, quote, the project does have a life without me, Uh, end quote. It's going to be, you know, it'll be fine. It's still going on, so. How much would you be willing, because, you know, we were saying that it would be cool even if they had changed a little bit of the plot Mm -hmm. just to make it more real-world accessible. How much of that are... Should we be willing to accept? Well, I think there is a bit like the the only bit of caution I have with that is I think that whole real world grounding that is being added to a lot of superhero movies is in reaction to uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman because he fucking slayed it with Dark Knight. Yes, like he did it perfect. But Batman's also the perfect character to do that with. Yeah, because he doesn't have superpowers. He doesn't have powers. So. When you try to add that to a movie about supernatural like, shit, other worlds yeah. and dimensions and powers, I think that's very hard to do. Dude, Superman did a fucking great job, in my opinion, with that. Yeah, Consi- yeah, I, dude, that movie was spectacular. <laughs> Again, but in my personal opinion, if they could just get a good budget and just do the tournament, just make a different world, yeah. just do the tournament. I just want to watch the Mortal Kombat tournament and, and hire some fucking – hire Donnie Yen, Tony Jaw, the dude who was in the fucking Raid Redemption, Jet Li. Get some martial arts names in there and and show some kick-ass choreography. Fucking put Keanu Reeves in that shit, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Keanu Reeves could be like uh, Johnny Cash or whatever. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Give me some good. blonde hair. Okay. Um, give me a halftime report. On this beer, uh, well, it's warming up considerably, so it's it's breathing, opening up, yeah, it's breathing the beer. I mean, it's it's tough because I really don't have much difference from my halftime to my initial reports. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. And what really sucks too is like, since like I just started drinking beer um, since like January, 
And this is the first time I've really been drinking beer when Oktoberfest beers came around. So I don't have a lot to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does taste really similar to that dogfish head we had. The the pumpkin ale. Yeah, the 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 second episode one. Yeah. But as far as like the pumpkin spice and the It um, seems like a little lighter, I feel like, maybe than that, even. Mm-hmm. I can't remember specifically, but Dude, what is it called when people put this in their house to smell the place up good? And it's like <laughs> Febreze. <not> Febreze. <laughs> this is gonna kill me, but I don't remember what it is. But I don't know. Yeah, the is it? Uh, I think I might know. Is it? It's like uh, dried ass pa- pa- paprika. No, it's it's pa- <laughs> yeah. We're there, dude. dude we're so close. The tongue phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. A listener right now. Pre potpourri. Potpourri. Yeah. yeah, it's got a very potpourri smell to yeah. it, which is like always. That shit always comes out during fall and all that. Anyway, I can see that. And uh, like I said, I still think in the aftertaste, that kind of comes out. That's, yeah, more. that's it's. I want to say the aftertaste almost has like a like a citrusy maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'm no. Not that. Well, when you think of citrus, you want to think of like lemons. That kind of twang, you know, almost like a zest it, or like well, a. It has like a maybe an acidic part to it. I don't know. Okay. Well, here's how you test for acidity. Whenever you take a drink, and this is how you test for acidity in wine. Whenever you uh, take a drink, like the outside of your tongue, mm-hmm. like the ring around it, will get. Um, like tart. That's kind of... And you're getting that? Know, I'm, the outside of my tongue, Yeah. when I'm drinking this, is getting a lot more of a hit than even just the... Actually, yeah. I just... Yeah, totally. It's got some acidity, acidity to it. Now, in terms of beer, I think beer is drank more for flavor. So, even though it may have acidity, I don't really know what that adds to the flavor of the beer. Whereas, like, in, in wine... Real acidic beers are good because they're uh, they're like they're called like flavor enhancers. Hmm. Basically, if you have um, a real acidic wine, it's going to make any food you are eating taste better. It's going to like almost amplify all the flavors in it. Okay, that's why um, like Sauvignon Blanc is a white wine that mm. is known for being very acidic, and it's also it's and it's my favorite wine because of that. Like, and it makes does it like make all your shit taste super good? Yeah, totally. Does it make it taste good because your 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 tongue is so kind of like almost taken aback by the acidity that whenever you taste like normal food, you're like, oh my god, this is delicious. <laughs> I think it's almost like a like a litmus test where like it resets your palate and so gives your tongue a little like a, ginger. Yeah, like a brand new start. That's what I love about. The, the sushi setup is I don't fuck with wasabi, but I fuck with ginger. I hate ginger. It it cleans your palate. It's disgusting tasting. Dude, it cleans your mouth. And when are palate. you and when do you eat it? How many like are you getting more than one roll? So like say I have like two or three different kinds of rolls. I'll get I'll take like a couple bites of one kind of roll, maybe like a like a volcano roll. I'll have a couple of those. I'm like, mm, okay, that's good. I wanna try out this uh, Alaskan snow crab roll. So I'll have a little dab of ginger. And it'll clean your palate, and then you can feel good going into the next one because you got a clean palate. I can dig that. <laughs> that just makes me want to go get like a. I love going to Sakikawa and getting the, the combos, and they come out on like a a ship. The ship, dude, the, the ship, dragon ship. and it's like sixty fucking pieces of sushi. And you're like, dude, I'm gonna be here for the next nine hours, dude, and I'm gonna love it. Sakikawa is a hidden gem, dude. It's so good. 
that one on research is blowing up. Okay. Um, so I lied. We actually only have um, we only have eight news stories instead of nine. Instead of nine, but that's okay. It's fine. We're 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 already at fifty minutes. Oh, so. Righteous. So we're hitting the mark real quick. All right, so we're going to do the last one, and I, like an idiot, forgot to pull up and check to see if we had listener mail. I doubt we did, but <laughs> after this one, I'm going to try to log in real fast and see real quick. But uh, anyway, so number eight. In an interview with IndieWire, Alec Baldwin said he was once approached for a role in Grand Theft Auto but turned it down due to reputation concerns that would stem from the character being a cop killer. He said the creators of the game came to him with a huge pile of money asking him to be involved, but he said no. He wouldn't do it because the person in the video game would be a cop killer? Yes. What a fucker, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, like, don't even consider the role for Grand Theft Auto if you're not okay with killing people. Or, well, I don't think he was cops. considering it. I think they came to him. Yeah. Dude, because he said like I it's don't. Not like, it's not like he's killing cops. I don't have a direct. I don't have the direct. Just quote, like his voice. But to paraphrase, it was like I already have like enough hard shit to deal with my repu- reputation, and this would only make it worse. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, dude? Everyone like, loves Alec. Yeah, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's like the one Baldwin twin that did it right. You know, everyone else is like <laughs> snorting coke off of dead hookers. Yeah, he's on a TV show sure. and does like Capital One commercials. <laughs> but. Then to put it into perspective, other famous actors who have been included in the games include Samuel L. Jackson, Ray Liotta, Ricky Gervais, Kyle McLaughlin, Gary Busey, Burt Reynolds, and Michael Madsen. Yeah, I, rem- I remember the Samuel L. Jackson character. Who? Because I don't. Oh, no. I, it was in a different... It was in, uh, I want to say San Andreas? I have no yeah, idea. I wouldn't doubt it. But like, Which was my favorite. I just remember... like. I just remember hearing a, this one character keep talking. I'm like, I'm pretty motherfucking sure that's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that sounds a lot like Samuel. He's such a distinct dude. He's doing a he's doing a credit card commercial now. Do you see that? <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, at the very end of the commercial, he's like making sure they got show back every damn day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can you say damn on TV? All right, so. But I think kind of accepting a role for Grand Theft Auto in any of the game just kind of catapults you as just a like. Pop culture, pop culturally relevant, you know, like if I mean, whenever the games come out. Well, yeah, but dude, the games are so big that like if you got your voice in there, people are gonna know it. So I'm just like, I don't know. I just think it's stupid that he did that. If Grand Theft Auto came to me at any point in time in my fucking career, even if I was running for president, okay, maybe not if I was running for president, but I would, I would, ju- I'd jump all over that shit. I don't know. It's different. Like it's easy for us to say that as people that like have no kinds of opportunities like that. <laughs> <laughs> we have no future whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame Alec Baldwin for. But turning he's such it down. a funny dude. Yeah, he is. How I don't does blame he... him for turning it down? He probably has lots of shit like that that he gets, you know, turned to for. In fact, he probably said it just so that he could ride on the trains of how popular it is. I guess. But like this, but this wasn't for the last game oh, okay. either. This was he. He didn't specify even what game it was. But apparently, and see, when you do voice work, especially for a game, it's typically only like two to three days of actual work. Yeah, it's probably not much. Yeah, you go into the studio, you do your lines for like eight hours, and you leave. And they came to him with what he said, "quote a pile of money for a day's fucking work of worth of work," and he was just like, "nah." I don't want to do that. Yeah, that I don't sucks. Know. I don't. I don't really see a problem with it. It doesn't. Just, tar- it definitely doesn't tarnish my view of him. 
I think that dude's hilarious. No, I'm saying, like, I don't see what the problem with him saying yes to the role would Me be. Me neither. Blows my mind. Because, I mean, again, it's not like anyone's going to be like, oh, Alec Baldwin did this voice, and he's a cop killer in the in the yeah. game. Like, he must be a fucker in real life. Like, yeah. no way. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, cool, Alec Baldwin in this game. Yeah, way to keep current, dude. It's mostly just about his name, not even really anything like about his reputation that's attached to it. Well, that's every news story we had for this week. Yeah. That's all. But okay. we, we made a good time. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Plus, um, I, I checked the, the email account, and you assholes have not <laughs> sent a single question in. You know, we, we wake up every Thursday, and we're like, we're going to put on a show for these guys. We're going to make it a, a Heidi-Doo hoedown. Yeah, dude, we're all about it. And you guys can't even ask us what our favorite color is. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I thought Nick was going to send us a pity email. I thought he was too, but apparently we're not even worth Nick's pity. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we don't want his pity. It's fine. We'll just keep plugging it away. One thing I'm going to start doing is tagging all of the breweries and shit that we do in our descriptions. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. If we can maybe, get picked maybe up. a little hashtag. A little hashtaggery, <laughs> if you will. Dude, I can't believe... I can't believe, like... If you just watch ESPN, yeah, how much oh my God. it's integrated oh, with dude. Twitter. That's all it is anymore. <laughs> this guy said this. Hashtag fuck that. <laughs> like, dude, this is, dude, I don't care. It's like now your hashtags, <laughs> if you went and looked at that, it could be garnering, like it could be bringing in other tweets, you know? It's like, oh, LeBron had a dunk on Kevin Garnett. Hashtag Kevin, dunk on Kevin Garnett. And, and Kevin Garnett's mom thought... <laughs> That her best friend was really out of line for saying this. Hashtag whack. You know, and you're like, God damn, like you're making all. Uh, I don't care about what she thinks. I think ha- I think hashtags are really stupid. There's a there's an SNL skit between J- Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon. That was hilarious. Just, hashtag this. Yeah. Hashtag that. Yeah. Hashtag this. <laughs> a little uh, hand gesture for it and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, anything else you want to go out and mention? I mean, we're about to we're that was what episode six, yeah. So our, episode six. our seventh week coming in next week. We're gonna mm-hmm. be hitting November, man. Hook 'em horns, about to beat the shit out of Kansas tomorrow. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to go to that shit. game. It's been too long since a football game has been here. I'm ready to get drunk for Halloween tonight, man. Yeah, I can't wait to <laughs> I can't wait to write this two thousand word paper. Yeah, that really sucks. Like it blows. I'm I'm at the point where like my research paper strategy is and I'm sure this is how it is with everybody else. I just read all my sources first and just pull out like fifty oh, yeah. quotes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the paper should write itself. I actually just write my paper all the way through and then insert quotes to support my points. That's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. It's like I, don't, the, I, I don't really. <laughs> like, it's not a very well formulated I'm, process. Yeah, I'm not uh, suggesting it to anybody. <laughs> I'm having to write. I chose the internet as my topic, and okay. I'm having to write how um, the internet is going to link together what's called security communities and cognitive regions, like last night's South Park. <laughs> what? You remember he was like, tell a link, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to link together people and then like how we got it, how the United, the EU is looking at the internet. It's a big clusterfuck of internet shit. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, final thoughts on this beer, Hunter. I honestly don't have much to input after what we've already said, so yeah. <laughs> let's just go ahead and give it a rating. I think it's great. Uh, it's really fun to drink. Mm-hmm. It's smooth and shit. 
Um, I wish I had a little bit more body. I'll say that. I'll say that, yeah. Um, so I don't think this beer is a bad beer uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But you regularly give a little bit lower score than I do for my I like beers. to explore the scale. You know? <laughs> I don't want to just be throwing darts at the sevens all the time. Okay. I'm going to okay. give this beer a six. Okay. I'll go in with you on the six. Yeah. Because what's funny is so far, the I think the best pumpkin beer I've had was uh, Rogue's Pumpkin Beer. I don't think this claims to be a pumpkin beer, though. This, says, this just says Oktoberfest. Yeah, actually, yeah. You know what? You're totally right. This is not just a pumpkin beer. Good point. But <laughs> still going to give it a six. Okay. That's fine. And um, so does that conclude our segment? Uh, that's pretty much all I got. Um, Hunter, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Diesel Dorset. Um, as far as Twitter goes, and then as far as SoundCloud goes, you can type in SoundCloud, type in my name, and all my shit should come up. Or you can type in SoundCloud.com/slash Hunter Dorset. Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Bodacious Chase. You can find the podcast on Facebook, um, Facebook.com/slash Witty Banter Podcast. And please, for the love of God. Send a single fucking question in to wittybantershow at gmail.com. I don't even – I don't care if you even ask what our favorite <laughs> color is. Just please. What kind of boxers we wear. Yeah, exactly. Also, we've got – all the, the podcast goes up on bodaciouschase.com or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search Witty Banter Podcast. Hit subscribe. Every single one will show up in your download queue without you having to do anything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, that's all the show we got for you this week. We uh, we hope to see you next time in November. Are you gonna you, yeah. you gonna not shave? Is it no uh, shave time? I don't know. I'm kind of scruffy right now. I'm so going I, balls deep, dude. With the Movember, I'm shaving tonight at midnight. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yeah. shave before tonight, and then I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna let it go all month, dude. I might go for like a couple weeks and see how I feel about it. That's not how it works, dude. You I gotta really commit. Give a shit, dude. I don't, I don't care. I don't give a if I look like a dumbass, I'm not gonna like keep going with it just <laughs> just for pride's sake. Well, I hope I look like a dumbass. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks for listening. We will see you next week.